The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency and are the views of the host or guest only. Any persons discussed may be fictional for comedic purposes. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. Self-discipline is everything. If you don't have it, I, I don't look at you right because I know you're capable of more. It's not discipline so much for me. It's all on you. It's all on you. The self part is what's big. Where you're going to fail and you're going to be in your head, you're going to be saying, I'm not good enough. And it's how you get through that. It's how you get through that on a daily basis when that thing is saying, man, I'm 43, I've done so much. You start to become civilized. The refrigerator gets full. You start get, making money and you start, I'm not getting cold anymore, I'm retired. Once in, at 40 people, shouldn't it be playing basketball or football or, or, or being in, you start to believe this shit. And it becomes in your fucking mind like, there's people who are retiring you know, at 40 something years old or, or 30 something years old. At 43, I'm still putting 100 mile weeks, still doing thousands of pull-ups, thousands of push-ups because I'm not allowing myself to become civilized. The worst thing that can happen to a man is become civilized. You lose that fucking fight. You, 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 you lose that, why the fuck am I doing this shit? I'm good. You ain't good, man. You ain't never fucking arrived. And that's just my mentality. You may have more, but you never fucking arrived. You wanna be uncommon amongst uncommon people, period. We have two voices in our mind. Boy, I know they're fucking true. I've heard them. I hear them now. <laughs> and they're real. It's that one voice. That voice I used to love to fucking hear. We love to hear. It's that soft motherfucker. That soft motherfucking voice that says, sleep the fuck in. It's okay. It's that calling voice. You want to be hugged and nurtured and all that shit. That says, it's going to be okay. Well, there's another motherfucking voice that wakes you up in the middle of the night. That demon fucking voice that whispers in your fucking ear that says, Get up, motherfucker. You're not fucking good enough. You gotta work fucking harder. You haven't put enough time in. It's that voice you wanna run away from. It's that voice you don't wanna fucking hear. But guess what? It's that voice you need to fucking listen to. And every foot strike to hit the pavement. That's how I feed myself. Motherfuckers look for inspiration. Inspiration's found in every footstep you take, every grasp of that fucking iron bar, all that shit, all the miles we pull. Inspiration's found in suffering. In life, a lot of us believe that we're working much harder than we actually are. We think if we fucking got up early for four days, we earned something. You gotta drop your entitled mindset. It's dead weight. We believe you work harder than we actually have. Trust me, most of us have it. The one thing in life you gotta realize is this. Learn to help yourself. Don't count other people to help you. We're all being tested in life. And guess what? This is one test you can't cheat on. We all have our own test. Some of us are obese, some of us are depressed, some of us are insecure. And the only way to overcome it is for you and you alone to face it. You have to do your best work when you're at least motivated. So those days you don't want to do it, guess what you got to do? You got to suck it the fuck up and do it. Stay hard. We're back. 
Hello, welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast, the podcast that woke an entire profession and continues to be a pain in the ass to commanders. And now, here's your hosts, Logan, Lauren, my Uncle Mike, and my mom and dad, Nick and Nicole. Fuck you, commanders. Yeah, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is another episode of the Roll Call Room podcast. Mike... How are you? It's a What's beautiful up? Friday at sometime in the morning. It's Friday? I, yeah. Well, when you're retired, it doesn't matter. Well, what's the matter, pumpkin? You got a little sniffles? I am uh, I am severely under the weather. Severely? Severely. I think I got the new, the variant that hasn't been named yet. Like... What are we up to now? Like, I'm just going to name it myself. Like, I, I don't know this. What is it? Ding Om- dong variant. Yeah. What's the what's the new one? Omnicorp. Omnicorp. Lisa said I have it for years because the symptoms are tired all Bitchiness. the time. <laughs> Bitchiness. Yeah. That's me. Fuck yeah. it. Irritability. Oh, yeah. I mean, the other thing is, is that like, I think COVID and like. You know, like quarantining. I think in law enforcement, we've been doing, we've been practicing that off duty forever, as long as you've been a cop. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't go out. Don't interact with people. Don't talk to strangers. Don't go to busy restaurants. I mean, I've been doing that since day one. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's just called, I don't like to be around people. I don't want to, uh, cheers, pal. <laughs> We decided to drink beer while we do this episode. Um, responsibly. Uh, responsibly. I'm not going anywhere. Um, I bought a 24 case of Budweiser. Yes, I like Budweiser. And um, it's the Christmas like limited edition cans. And there's supposed to be – there's four different cans – and there's supposed to be a Dalmatian on one of the cans, and that's one of, that's my service dog. And every fucking can in there, except I pulled out nine of them before we started this episode, and every single one of them has a fucking St. Bernard on it. <laughs> so Budweiser, go fuck yourself. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's got like four different designs on there. One of them is uh, the Clydesdale. You know, the Clydesdale. The horses, yeah. Yeah. So I have to say... I got an email. I got an email from from Jeff after the <laughs> last episode, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, he's in the car with his girlfriend. Uh, and um, remember, we were making uh, we were making jokes about equ- equestrian yeah. therapy. <laughs> Uh, it was horses it was horses it was horses fucking great he uh so he wrote um he sent me a (laughs) couple of articles too which is which is fucking hilarious uh because he was like i just didn't want you to think that i was bullshitting but for real for real um you know uh he sent me that email i was fucking cracking up yeah yeah it's i think it's i Jeff, uh, that made me laugh. I I actually read that when I was on the train on my way into work, and um, he sent me an email. I want to try and read it. Yeah, here he goes. He goes, "Holy fuck, my fian- It's his fiance. My fiance Laura and I were sitting here listening to the latest podcast and heard you read my message on there. Thank you so much for sharing that. Laura is a certified animal therapist and specializes in it." Uh, equian therapy using horses to help those struggling with PTSD. I think that's awesome, but I just don't know how you talk about that at a party. You know, like <laughs> my my name, my name is Jeff. This is my fiance, and um, she works with horses. Like, yeah, that's how you have to say. You it. know, you fuckers that are listening to this, you know for a fact your mind is automatically going to go in that direction. So don't act yeah, innocent. Don't, yeah, don't fuck around. Kind of like dog therapy, but with bigger animals. It's true. <laughs> I've actually heard – I've heard about this. I've heard about equestrian um, 
uh, farms, like retreats that um, a couple of uh, organizations have for law enforcement where you go to these farms, kind of like city slickers, but you don't like hurdle cattle. <laughs> you just you just spend time with the horses in a professional manner. Um, I was listening to your podcast while sitting at, a, sitting at a crime scene and after finishing Mental Barricade, had to write something. Not sure uh, why the fuck spell check, uh, he had the spell check issue. Your book, your books, your podcast are amazing. Thank you for bringing this to the forefront. I have my, uh, I've asked my department to let me speak at our, to our rookies to push from them day one on how to survive the next 30 years of their life. I'm sure when rookies get stuck in the same car as me after 12 hours, they get out thinking, what the fuck did I sign up for? And, I, and Jeff, that's not just you. That's everybody. Um, uh, good for you that you're leaving a legacy when you're ready to leave. Um, I like I think, how I like how he writes. He, he really thought that I was uh, going to crash my bike over the bridge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said some. No, that was the other. Up. That was the other email. So the I didn't know that the other email that I read was from this kid. And when I say kid, he's still in high school, and he. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. He asked for I'm a shout out for his dad. He didn't tell me that it, you know, like he was a teenager. That's right. Um, I'm sorry. I get my fucking my emails all. No, I know. I know. We get a lot of them, so it's hard to like decipher between the two. But that one was pretty cool too, because the dad emailed, and um, he was he was blown away that his son um, his son reached out and that we. You know that we um, we even titled the last episode after him, uh, so which was pretty cool. Um, you know, a but lot hey, going on. But how do you how do you get the horses in the hospital? That's what I want to know. Should we go? Should we start making horse jokes now? I think she probably has like ponies. Like she starts out. Oh, like those little midget ponies. Well, could, yeah, the scary they, looking ones. Are they midget ponies? Can we say midget? No, they're. Oh. Uh, I think they're called little. Um, My Little Ponies, or, or okay, vertically challenged ponies, or something. I got a, I got a good horse story. If you want to hear it, here we go. Go ahead. All right, so we're doing. You know how New York City has all these parades. Yep. So you know, and we get detailed out. And we got other, you know, other commands, and you know, so we work with everybody. My so, favorite parade is the murder parade. Uh, Please parade? continue. Please continue. So we're doing the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Puerto Rican Day Parade is awesome. Uh, That's probably one of the best parades in New York City. It's it's the Spanish food is flowing. The Puerto People Rican so women nice. are just gorgeous. Yep. So we got a cake cake detail where we're inside the park. Inside the mm-hmm. park, and we're just making sure nobody comes in the park. So we're all just mm-hmm. hanging out and we're like, oh wow, look at that chick. Oh, wow. And now here comes Mounted. You know, so Mounted police are coming. They always get all the fucking attention. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, look at that chick over there. Man, what a body on her. So this motherfucker that I'm working with, I'm like, wow, look at look at that one. This guy, Billy, goes, whoa, look at the size of the cock on that horse. Oh, my God. And I'm going, <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, like, what the fuck did you just, oh, the cock on that horse. I'm like, bro. And I just walked away from him. I'm like, what's fucking, what's wrong with you? A lot, anyway. a lot. Because that if was, we work together. That's what it would be like. Oh God, if we work together. Forget it. Uh, oh God, I'd be like, hey, you want to go melt that that horse? <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got nipples, Nick. You want to milk me? <laughs> um. Uh. So so much to do. So much has happened. We, I mean, we've been pretty consistent about putting episodes out. Um, yesterday, the uh, Juicy Smollett um, verdict came out. Uh, I love when uh, Dave Chappelle uh, whole, uh, store that. I want to talk about Dave Chappelle in a bit. Um, uh, I love when J- Dave Chappelle calls him Juicy because <laughs> his, his name doesn't spell Jesse, but. Um, he's found guilty five out of six charges. And the reason why the jury didn't find him guilty of the sixth and final one, I just read it this morning, which is really goofy, uh, was something to do with the mask. Um, the aggravated assault needed to have a mask involved. So the aggregate needed to be a mask. <laughs> this is just so stupid. It's fucking ridiculous. 
he's going to appeal it, which is just absolutely insane. Um, you know, just just own up to your fucking. Just you did what you did. Just own up just, to it. Just admit it, man. I mean, the evidence is the evidence. Um, What's really going to happen shit, to him? Man. What's really going to uh, happen to him? Well, he's got five felonies that he's convicted of now. So in New York uh, City, that, in New York City, you go to fucking trial and you fucking. What met, is up with the guy that? Tickets. What is up with the guy that burns down the fucking Christmas tree in front of Fox? Yeah, they let him he's go. He's bailed out. No bail. Within hours, no bail. What has is, happened to that city? I love, I love the meme. It was a picture of the fucking tree burning, and it says, "This is the year." New York. This is the. This is the. This sums up New York City. This is how we're going to cap off the year. Yeah, is, I mean, this like is that. pretty much. You really got to be a special piece of shit to to burn that down. But he was he was total fucking EDP. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He said that he was emotionally disturbed, disturbed person. Um, but he said he was thinking about it all day. Like he didn't just like, you know, just think of it and go, "Oh, I'm gonna go like that." He actually planned it all day. Yeah, yeah. So the, to I let mean, a guy like that out without going to uh, have burnt, a 72 hour psych, he burnt that fucker to the ground. But just yeah. so you know, just so you know, my wife posted a picture. It's back up. Did you see how quick they did that shit? It was back like up. and the, the cop car. Yeah. Right in front of it. Reactive policing. Mm-hmm. Let's put a car here. Yeah. Cause that'll stop it. That yes. Mm-hmm. That will. So I I mean I love you know, I love the NYPD. Um we were talking last episode about TikTok and I really try not to use TikTok. I mostly use it to promote um the coffee and the books and stuff like that. But because you you had mentioned it, I've been watching a lot of videos. And the thing that troubles me the most about TikTok is the amount of law enforcement agencies that fall into this trap, this goading trap of people that are trying to get a rise out of officers, like going oh, to public 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 spaces and officers not knowing what the law is as far as public access, trespassing people. Um, it's embarrassing because when I watch these videos as a former sergeant, it makes me cringe because although the person who's recording is a complete fucking total dick uh, and is obviously trying to goat the officers – we as a profession seem to always fall into it. And it makes me cringe because the person who's filming it walks them along and gives them several outs to back out of it. And these videos make me cringe because if it's at a public place, like a public building, and you are asking them to leave. You have to have a legitimate legal reason to ask them to leave a public area. They have to be causing a disturbance or being disorderly or, or something of that effect. And it amazes me how many officers still don't understand the difference between private and public property and, and, and TikTok. That's my takeaway. Aside from the fucking people dancing in uniform, which absolutely enrages me because it cheapens our profession um i I just i can't stand the fucking people coming up no reason at all you know there's a a group of cops and motherfucker comes up what's your name and shield what's your name and shield what's your name and shield like all right uh you know new york city now if we don't give our name and shield they can sue us personally like, that's ridiculous. That's fucking that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Listen, if I have if I interact with you and you don't like the service that I performed, take my name, take my shield. I don't care. But just to come up and fucking just you have to give me your name and shield. Fuck you. Like it, I'm glad I retired. But you know the thing about it is it's 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 all part of the game now, which is is that if you don't comply with that, you're going to wind up you're going to be in a trick bag. And where some of these officers go wrong is is that it's, you know, you're being filmed. So contempt of cop, you need to keep that under control, but Mm -hmm. knowing what you, what you legally can do to somebody and what you can't do to somebody is, I mean, it's astounding. Uh, And and it's concerning because I'm in the middle of, I I partnered up with um, a couple of different people to put out a couple of different, 
training manuals for new officers. One is called the art of the subject stop. One is called the, the traffic stop and one is called uh, domestic violence calls. And the reason why I'm doing this and I teamed up with a whole bunch of other officers from around the United States is because we have babies training babies. Mm-hmm. We have two-year officers, three-year officers training brand new people to come in and they're training them the wrong way. And I know when I came up and you know the internet was still, I mean, obviously was around, but there's not really a resource for you to go to and be like, Terry versus Ohio. I know that's a big case. That's that's basically one of our major cases in law enforcement. But what does it really mean? Can you dumbify it for me in plain New York City public education lingo? lingo? Well, that's that's the problem. You have to dumb it down. You really do because. Terry can be confused with many different things, and if you're not careful and you can't articulate, that's the major word, if you can't articulate, it doesn't matter what case law that you, you're following. Let's take Kyle Rittenhouse, and, I, and, and we talked about him extensively in the last couple of episodes, but yes, he was coached by his attorneys before he took the stand. But again, we have to remember that he's 18 years old, and his articulation – for self-defense was probably better than some 25, 30-year officers that I've worked with where they can't articulate a disorderly conduct or they can't articulate a DUI or something like that. It's all in articulation. And that kid, I've listened to him. He's been on a, a numerous amounts of podcasts lately. Uh, I heard the last one. He's like, fuck you, LeBron. <laughs> oh, I th- – the one that made me die laugh, and I listened to this on the train yesterday on my way home, and one of the podcasters turned around and was like, um, you know, everybody's going to be gunning for your, you know, you know, 20, mid-20-year-old females are going to be gunning oh, for your virginity. Yes. And he turns around and he goes, too late. <laughs> and All I was these like, patriotic moms. Yeah, what a <laughs> fucking baller, bro. What a baller. He called – oh, I know we're veering off. You know what he called the heavier set prosecutor? He no. calls him Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Lunchbox because the, the other prosecutor, the terrible one, carries him around everywhere he goes <laughs> like a Lunchbox. Yo, let me tell uh, you. That kid's going to get paid. And uh, he yeah, deserves yeah. it. I, I think just – just CNN alone, um, which is in absolute turmoil right now. Chris Cuomo, what a fucking dummy. What? What, what about Fredo? What? Fredo? I uh, mean, you know, uh, his brother, uh, yeah. his brother's in the middle of, of an investigation. The district attorney announces. What does he charges- do? I mean, like, he, you know. I like he the touched- fucking, I like the meme of both of them working at Subway. <laughs> Oh, you like I posted that, right? I posted another I love I posted another meme where it's like it's um it's the older Cuomo calling up his mom and saying, Yeah, um make two beds. Chris lost his job too. Which is fucking hilarious. Um but they found CNN found out that not only was Chris helping um his brother, but he was using resources that CNN like he was using CNN resources. And then right after that scandal with CNN, we find out that um, during the Juicy Smollett trial, uh, Don Lemon was giving information to Juicy about the Chicago Police Department's investigation. Like, what the fuck is going on over at CNN? I mean, it's like the communist network. It, It just astounds me. It really astounds me. And I know we try and be middle of the road here, but, but you know, it's so hard. Work, it's so hard. It, it re- you know what? It really is. When you have, when you have a president who obviously has no idea what the fuck is going on, he, he I don't know if you saw you the really video. Think he, uh, which which one? <laughs> which well, video? Did you see the video of him at Bob Dole's funeral at the um, at the at the wake at the tundra? at the Capitol. So the vice president and her husband are already standing there and he comes walking in and walks past her, doesn't even look at her, stands next to her with his, with the first lady. He leans into the first lady's ear and whispers and switches 
they switch. He didn't even want to fucking stand next to her, dude. Well, he was and too she, busy looking at the squirrels or fucking maybe he saw a Skittle on the floor or something. Or he might have shit his pants again. <laughs> like he leaned in and he was like, uh, I think it went through both depends. Uh, oh, it was a shark. I did it, it was again. A shark. Get another suit. I I really hope that he runs. I hope he runs again. I There's really no do. way. No yeah, fucking I, way. I hope so. There's no fucking way. I'm telling you, I think he is. There's no way See? that. Uh, uh, there's no. I like his fucking uh, uh, doing his uh, conference, his veto conference with Putin. That's sad. He's basically like this. It just there we go, motherfucker. It just shows weakness, man. It's, you it's, shut you shut the fucking country down, mm-hmm. and we had to do video calls. School was virtual. You had all these conferences, and motherfucker, you can't fucking figure out now how to use the fucking video. It's it, you know, it, it's sad because it's it's putting this country back quite a bit. I mean, and just then the, he's acting like a fucking tough guy. I don't mean to cut you off, but he's acting like no, a fucking no. tough guy because he's like, I told Putin that you know the sanctions against him are going to be nothing that he's seen before. Like, motherfucker, as soon as you became office, he fucking took everything, fucking. And threw it out the window because you're yeah. fucking stupid ass. Yes, no fear. They have no fear. No country has any fear, which is they. They had concerning. fear when when uh, somebody was in power. Well, he's going to run again, so but, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, well, we're not political. I, no, no, we try and stay middle of the ground. I mean, um, oh, Johnny Cupcakes. I like your shirt. Oh uh, yeah, buddy. Johnny Cupcakes. I, John, Johnny Cupcakes is one of my favorite uh, uh, clothing um, companies. I really like them. They make some funny shit. Um, They're not a sponsor. I just like his fucking. I like not a shit. sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Um, I gotta actually. I gotta reach out to Ferocious Beard. That's the other thing I need to do. Um, I need some yeah, beard I gotta, stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm getting all fucking. I need some. Need some beard stuff, bro. Um, that shit's getting long. I know. You look like a criminal. I'm going for like the homeless look. Achieved. Like, I go into stores. Oh, this is nothing. I go into stores. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going for the homeless look. I yeah, I think. Fuck. Hold on one second. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm here and digging uh, while we're doing this. And I walk you over. Fucking, my, you should have left the recording. I, you should, everybody should have heard. No, God trust damn me. it! <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want to hear that. Trust what me. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'd have the ASPCA in my fucking house. Uh, but you know, um, so yeah. So the other thing is, is we got that other trial going on. Uh, what's the one? I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. This is from all. Oh, Kim Potter. That's the um, that's the one where they started a um, they were doing a traffic stop and she was field training an officer and the the recruit had him out of the car was starting to handcuff him he jumps in the car tries to flee uh, and she yells out taser 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 and she shoots one time with her Glock in his chest uh, killing him but before killing him he um, drives down the road and unfortunately hits an old couple in a car uh, and then slams into some sort of telephone pole or something. So uh, she's facing uh, first degree manslaughter and I think second degree felony manslaughter. So both of them are felonies. Um, and, and, on a, and, a, and on a side note, this is why we got into the TikToks conversation. Was it? Yeah, because... There was a guy on TikTok who was fucking criticizing that cop. You know, he was in full uniform and he was sitting at his little desk with his computer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, he took, he goes, 
I don't know. I don't know how hard it is to understand. And he took his gun out, and he goes, "This is a gun." And then he took his, or he did something to where he took the taser out. And he goes, "This is a taser." There's no comparison. Like motherfucker, shut the fuck up. Like, listen. Well, the incident was absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely horrible. Do you think she's guilty of anything criminally? Um, I don't know. You know, like it's just. She, I think I, she thought she had a taser in. She thought she had a taser taser in her hand. I get that. I get that, but I. I think she's I responsible. Say, I think she's definitely I think responsible. She's, I think she's guilty of misdemeanor manslaughter, not felony. I don't not know a, what – Not a felony. I, I don't – No, nah, not mean, a felony. But I think – I don't know whether or not – I don't know whether or not Minnesota has – they have to have misdemeanor. Um, like a reckless – I don't even – I don't – It is manslaughter. I mean yeah, it's manslaughter. But like listen – She's I, got – She's got. One, well, first of all – she should, she's never going to be a police officer again. That's that's mm-hmm. that's that's a definite. But she is guilty of taking a human life that she shouldn't have taken. Absolutely. And by ac- by accident. By accident. No, 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 no. I get that. No, get no. I'm that. saying it, like, yeah. I no. I totally agree with you. I totally. Agree I think. I think. Criminal she, prosecution. Supposedly, she was a she was a real good cop. Yeah. Well, everybody is until they kill their first person. I guess so. Um, right. You know, not lawfully, uh, because he wasn't the greatest person in the world. Obviously, um, he had an open warrant. He chose to flee. And what got me is I've been watching the trial. Matter of fact, I was watching it before we got on. I was watching the trial like I did with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, and I think the defense made a huge, huge tactical mistake in their opening argument by turning around and opening up by saying if he had just cooperated, he'd be alive right now. Well, isn't that with all fucking... Um, yeah, but when you're trying to get your client off who's a cop, and you're talking to 12 civilians, that's not really the way to gain their sympathy for your client. Oh, you said um, that was the that was the prosecution, you said. Oh, I'm sorry, that was defense. Oh, that was okay. the defense opening up by saying... Hey, listen. Shit happens. Yeah, well, if they, he had they, cooperated, he'd still be alive. Right, but that's that, that is true. It is, but I don't know what I don't know what your policy was. But even deploying a taser while somebody is about to flee in a vehicle with a passenger in the car, do you think that was the safest tactical thing to do to incapacitate him while the car is in drive? Well, I don't. I don't think. Listen, I think it goes to articulation, like we were talking about before. Exactly. And listen, not going to Monday morning quarterback. No, I don't want to. You do know, that, no. I because you know, you know, and we've all been in situations where it's. Well, yeah, it's, I, my first time deploying you know, a taser. I didn't know until they downloaded my taser, and this was before – this is when tasers kind of first came out. It was an X-26. They kind of first came out. Now they have a, um, a battery that will only allow you to do five seconds, and then it beeps real fast and cuts off. So in, 40 for you, in order for you to reengage it, you have to release your finger and hit it again. Mm-hmm. When they first came out, that wasn't the case. My no, first tasing – You bought the tasing, ticket. You got the ride. Right. Well, my first tasing, our former uh, uh, Run for the Hill co-host, this guy was high on cocaine and tried to throw our – throw him through a plain glass window. And I tased him, and I kept my finger on the trigger. Now, I didn't know because tunnel vision – and, you know, they talk about tunnel vision, and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I didn't know this until they took my taser later on and downloaded it. He took a ride for 15 seconds. That's a good and ride. And to me, that that was a fucking ride, dude. And and he actually stopped breathing. Um Lauren, who is uh who's on our show also, he was there. Um and I have the audio for it. It's fucking hilarious. Um and that 15 seconds did not seem like 15 seconds. It was like a split second, mm-hmm. man. Um but he was still able to move, and I had a good spread. I had because he 
he was, you know, like this as I tased him. So one went in and hit the bone because they mm. had to take him to the hospital, have it removed. And then one hit down here in the lower part of his belly. So the spread was pretty good, but he was still moving. And my thought process was as I was backing up, you know, what's next? So oh, yeah. that tunnel vision, I, I just – you can't Monday morning quarterback it because we weren't there. It was right. so fluid. And then when you look at the body cam footage, you see how she shot. And as she was shooting, her recruit's face was inches away from her barrel. That was the other part that made me cringe yesterday when I was watching the trial. Was this could have been a blue on blue situation too. Uh, but she, I mean, she nailed him dead center. She was dry stunning him. And, that, and that's 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 where that's the other thing is is they're trained, well, just like we were, two rapid shots. If it's a gun, it's two, it's pow pow, two shots in three seconds. That's our qualifying. So it proves that she thought that she had a taser because she only popped it once, and she immediately and, knew. And if you look at the video, she's coming. You know, like yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna fire your weapon. You don't you don't want to be fucking hand reach. You want to have some. And I know you know. The feds, it's what, seven feet, the closest, um, you know. Seven feet from the Xerox machine? Yeah. But you want a distance. You don't want anybody near your firearm. So she takes it out, taser, taser, taser. She's coming forward, and she lets one round go. And my my heart went out when, you know, you see the video of her instantly realizing. She tells the sergeant, she's like, I shot him. I shot him. And she knows. I mean, she's like, I'm going to prison. And I mean, it. I feel for her. Um, but I think I think it's one of those situations. It's exactly how I felt about the Chavette trial. I still believe that he was guilty of manslaughter. I don't think that he was guilty of first degree and second degree murder and manslaughter. That doesn't make any sense. Like, so his yeah, case is going to get overturned. But you're always worried. Like, are you going to be the scapegoat? Oh, it's obvious because if she's not found guilty at all, the things that are going to come down the pike, the riots that are going to happen, the just the 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 shit that we saw in twenty twenty is going to come right back full force because uh, the other side doesn't want to understand that there um, there's a use of force continuum. Uh, there's certain case law that allows us to do certain things. And that your actions cause a reaction. Mm-hmm. And although I don't agree with what the attorney said in opening statements, I agree with what he said in general, which is, is what was, what, why wouldn't you just comply? You know, like you'd have gotten locked up, probably would have been out on bond. Um, I, I just I just don't understand, man. I, I really it, don't. It doesn't, you know, like it's it's. And I'm reading her charges. It says first degree manslaughter. I'm sorry, first yeah, first degree manslaughter requires prosecutors to prove Potter acted recklessly. Second degree requires them to prove culpable negligence. So I don't think that she's gonna be found guilty of first degree manslaughter because she didn't act in a, act in a reckless manner. I do think that she culpable negligence. I don't know. Uh, uh. But I can tell you one thing, this is going to change whatever the outcome is. This is going to change. You got fucking, what are you, put some fucking sunglasses on, dude. Shut the fuck up. You're going to get a fucking sunburn. This is going to change tasering. This is going to change maybe the style of tasers. Um, You know, like, it's pretty fucked up to have a taser that looks like a gun. Um, yeah, but what do you do? I mean, what do you? No, I know, I know. Like experts change saying, it into horses, cock. Like, no, I know. I mean, maybe we get some therapy for it. Shape. I'll talk to Jeff. Maybe we can come up with like a company that equestrian taser. Oh, big horse cock. E taser. E T. And the logo is like a like a like a horse smiling. You know, with those big teeth, like with a thunderbolt like in the mouth oh god equestrian tasing (laughs) (laughs) hello 
My name's Hello. Mr. Ed. My name is Mr. Ed. You know, experts saying, like, you know, that's why they cross-draw, you know, uh, Do you Taser. remember when Taser first came out and it was all black? Yeah. It was yeah. all black, and the only thing that was yellow was the lettering. Now, where, where, did, my, where did you have your Taser? Was it on your belt? Uh, so, so a lot of it departments was two, have it on their chest. So when I first, first got my Taser, it was a thigh holster. That was on my left thigh, and it was the handle was pointing out. So I would have to. Your dog's eating. Cross draw. Your dog's eating the couch. That's okay. Uh, I'd have to cross draw across. Okay. Um, No, that's wrong. The handle was back. I'd have to pull it out, uh, and it was a weapon retention holster on my thigh. I'd have to pull it out with my left hand. So that it muscle memory was, you knew your left hand was taser, your right hand was this. When we got out of carry, don't you don't you shoot when you go to the range? Don't you do strong hand, weak side? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. But when we got out of carry vest, I I had it up here, and it was right draw out. And I've I've deployed my taser four times ever, and I know there's some people that have never. I mean, it took me a year, almost a year and two months, three months before I had my first tasering. And then once I got the taste for it, I'm just kidding. Uh, once I got my first one, they kind of steadily came. And and it was because, <laughs> I, you know, so many people have seen those videos where as soon as you put the laser on them, they're like, oh, 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 oh yeah. don't taste me, bro. Uh, and and it, a little p- part of me was like, fuck. Um, but the law is the law. I mean, if they comply, then, you know, I can't deploy my taser. And then it was always a fucking pain in the ass when you tase somebody. Oh, yeah. And it was a pain in the ass when I became a sergeant Sergeant, and somebody tased somebody, especially if it was at night. You'd have to go out there and these little confetti circles that come out of the fucking uh, the canister. Um, you'd have to collect at least three of them in the evidence bag. You'd have to take the probes and put them in biohazard tubes. It was, it was ridiculous. The process now, who, who that my took old, the who took the prongs out? We did. Yeah. See, they'd have to they'd have to go to the hospital for us. No, and, we would take them out unless it was like the guy that had it embedded in his in his forearm. Uh, then they had to go and actually surgically remove them. But we would just turn around, you know, spread one, two, three, and then pull. And um, I hated that shit. I hated it. And um. You know, all of mine were very, very good tasings. It was just more of a pain in the ass than anything uh, to tase somebody. And our department, my old department, was like a little too heavy with the internal investigations with uses of force. Uh, it got to the point where if an arrestee, you went to booking and an arrestee had, you know, red marks around their wrist from the handcuffs, um, that was a use of force. That, have to that's, investigate fucking, that. that's fucking everybody trying to fucking out his cuffs and then trying to, you know, and then they not tighten. Built, yeah, not yeah. built for comfort. Not, not built for comfort. You know, or, two, or keep two, them on longer and, and, and break them in. We're that's too fucking, too, fucking ridiculous, man. Fuck. Well, I mean, soon we're going to be using, you know, pipe cleaners. Um, twisties. Twisties. Twists, yeah, twists. Yeah, like, the, like uh, hefty bag twisties that come that you throw out. By the way, who fucking uses those? You know when you buy garbage bag, like garbage bags, the black garbage bags, uh, and they come with the strip of the uh, the metal mm-hmm. twisties. Who uses those? I don't. Know. You tie your bags, right? I tie them. My yeah, kids, so what? my kids don't even. They just fucking throw the garbage out. They don't even tie the bag. I'm there fucking tying this shit when I, I'm like these little motherfuckers. My kids just leave shit around. <sighs> this is my nightmare. I, I'm just looking. I'm looking at like. Just looking at some body footage from from you know from that, that stop, and you know, it, I mean, it, it's bad. It's horrible. I mean, it's it's a it, it's bad. It's it's bad. It is, but yeah. you know, I, I don't put her. I don't. I don't. It, it's a mistake. You know, like yeah. But but I think listen, I, she's got to pay for it. Unfortunately, yeah. You know, like, listen, we don't take this job and have, you know, get away with everything. Like, if you do something. 
Yeah, you have a consequence. I, I think. I don't think. I don't them. think she should. She should fucking, you know, be a scapegoat. I just think that she, you know. Well, here's the here's the worst part about it is is even after this trial, what will happen is is she'll be brought up on federal charges if she beats these charges. Right. Because that's the that's the system that we have now, which is, is if I don't like the determination, um, I'll just double jeopardy in a different way. Right. And that only applies to cops. Um, you know, you see what happened with Bill Cosby, uh, you know, now with Juicy. Um, and, and, and that gets brought up. I know I read an article from BLM that that Juicy had already um, gotten punished by the by the Chicago system. They're forgetting the fact that there was a special prosecutor uh, that was hired to investigate why uh, Michelle Obama's chief of staff had a hand in talking to the prosecutor for Chicago. And then all of a sudden the charges disappear with him paying like a fine and doing some menial community service. And that's not how the justice system works. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't it doesn't work where you, you know have friends in powerful positions where you don't get prosecuted to the fullest. And I like what the special prosecutor said yesterday in the press conference after he was convicted. He said, win, lose, or draw, it didn't matter whether or not Juicy was convicted. It was that the trial was brought before the public like it's supposed to be, and 12 people determined whether or not he lied or whether or not he committed a crime. Right. And that never happened in the first case. It happened behind closed doors at the prosecutor's office, and they wheeled and dealed, and they didn't allow the public to be a part of that decision. And we're the ones that aren't transparent. Law enforcement is the one that's not transparent. Right. Uh, even yeah. with Rittenhouse. Yeah. Fucking got it blew his fucking – got his hand – was arm blown off. Well, when you watch – He had a DWI. He had a DWI. He wasn't testifying. Uh, yeah, two weeks after. Right. Two weeks and, after he got a, he got his arm blasted off. The fu- the footage for that DUI is hilarious. Hilarious, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. But his buddy that's with him is trying to like protect him, like he's some sort of fucking superstar. Yeah. It's but, like, then, but then you're gonna make a deal and get rid of your charges. Well, and and I like watching the 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 Jesse um uh, the Rittenhouse um Love interviews Fox. now. Yeah, no, I like watching his interviews now because. He has given a lot of information about how bad the prosecutorial misconduct was in his case. Uh, There were things that people didn't know, like Dropkick Man was identified way early in the trial, and the defense wanted to put him on the stand, and the prosecution um, basically was like, well, we're not going to give him immunity, blocking the defense from being allowed to call him, and not blocking him, but he would have just went up there and said, I plead the fifth. But the prosecution knew who he was, and they didn't turn that over. Right. Uh, there was a lot of underhanded shit that was going on. That, and I think now knowing all of that and seeing how the judge, because I think in one of the episodes we talked about, I was like, it's very clear that the judge is biased. That he really, obviously, is siding with Kyle. Now I know why is because the guy is privy to all of this, this evidence in chambers, and he's looking at the prosecution going like. You're a piece of shit. Right. He was like, I'm astonished that that you would ever bring this up. Or, it was yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, Can you I, imagine I, New York I, City do, doing that in New York City? Oh my God, forget it. Well, I think and they we're just, seeing it more. We're seeing it more and more and more, which is is that you know, um, it's the prosecution, it's the prosecutors that are the main problem right now in in the judicial system. Uh, we're seeing light sentences, if not no sentences. We're seeing no bail. Um, you know, just absolutely heinous things that are. I just don't understand why you're a prosecutor at that point. Um, it's, it's these fucking Democrats, and it's, oh, hey, 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 God, I, hey, it's these fucking politicians that you know they, they want to, you know, they want to act for the people. Come on, man! Like you break a law. You fucking do something stupid. You pay for your crime, and that's it. You burn a fucking tree down. Now, what happens if that fucking tree fell over to the building, and the Fox Building went on fire and killed fucking thousand people? Like, Doesn't matter. No, but hey, let's let this fucking psychopath go. I, you know what? 
It's sad. It's fucking sad because this motherfucker's going to go and he's going to commit more crimes and he's going to go back to jail. The mayor, the new mayor's got a, a big, huge obstacle. But the thing I always liked whenever I took over a shit show of a of a um, unit or a group, no matter what you do, how small it is, it's a huge impact. So this new mayor, who obviously was the former cat, was a former captain in the NYPD, is already today. Today he just he just made a statement to BLM saying. Um, you better get ready to, to start rioting or doing whatever you think you're going to do because we're not going to allow shootings to continue and we're not going to allow crime to continue. No, Whether I, or not he backs that up, we'll see. Right. He he talks a good game. Just wait. Just wait to see what happens. Just wait. To I see wish him a lot of luck. What? Just wait to see what the upper executive board. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. You know. Let's well, I like see. that. I like that. There's like not the going to be a now. lot of qualified people in positions that just because certain reasons they're there, certain contacts, certain friends. Um, yep. I like how Shea is slowly growing a pair of balls now that he put his paperwork in to leave. <laughs> he's like yeah, – Because he, he, he knows he's done. Oh, he put his papers in last he's week. Done. So he's Tucker, done. Tucker knows he's done. They're going to be – trust me, they're going to be fucking something. They're, they're going to be – it could be something. Well, well I think that's going to be for the next episode. We're going to talk about uh, – uh, I think it's going to be after the holiday. So um, everybody, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, I told Mike this was going to be short, but it turned out to be just a regular normal episode. Yeah, we get to uh, talking, buddy. Yeah. Um, I just want to remind everybody, if you're looking for a good holiday gift, I know of some books that might be – Good for you to really uh, do tell because I always like a good book, especially good books with great forwards. Oh, Police Mental Barricade. Uh, it's my first book, uh, probably my best forwards, too. Ernie from Ernie and Joe wrote a forward on there. Um, Dark Side of the Blue Line that was another really good one. That was Logan. Uh, Logan did such a good forward. And then I wrote a book about uh, what to expect when expecting a law enforcement promotional process. I hope, I hope your really dog good. is eating a fucking – put a big hole, another hole in your couch. Um, I think that was all the books that I had. No. Oh, the last one was Lost Between Two Worlds. Uh, Logan actually wrote the last chapter in that book, which was awesome. Other than that, there wasn't really anything fantastic about that last book. Such a dick. Such a dick. Oh, that's right. You wrote a forward for it. Such a dick. <laughs> uh, so you could get those books on Amazon, folks. Um, you know, one of them is actually a uh, number one new release and on the bestseller list, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's pretty fucking that. cool, right? I know. It's it's weird. <laughs> it's just really weird. Uh, somebody from another show was talking to me and, and was like, you know, what is it? How does it feel? And I said, you know, I didn't write them to be bestsellers. And when it's a bestseller, it's not like a Stephen King fucking novel. Like I'm not, I don't get a check for twenty thousand dollars every, you know, every month. What, uh, what what's your plans? You're gonna you're gonna write some? Well, I got the I got the three trilogy. Uh, th- well, I got the trilogy. So what I did was I took three, the first three books, and I mixed them together into yeah, one. Yes, book. yes, I think everybody knows that's called a trilogy. Yeah, but it's what's cool about it is like it's a big fucking book. Like when it came in, this is the book, right? So I try and make the books kind of small so that you can read them in one sitting. So usually they're like this. See that? Look, look, this fucking thing. By the way, I love this cover. Love, yeah. love this cover. Love it. Um, but what's awesome about the trilogy is, is if you want to read all three books in one, um, it's in Crossing the Blue Line, the trilogy. Uh, you can get them. The hard co- covers are coming in soon. Um, and then the new book, which is the one that Mike wrote the forward, that's what the cover looks like. Another beautiful cover. I really like this a lot. And Nicole's book uh, actually should be coming out this weekend, I think. Uh, Bill Young 
who we've had on the show is writing the forward for her book. Uh, her book is called um, Two Sides to Every Line. Uh, she asked me to write the last uh, chapter in that book. It should be coming out. Uh, I strongly urge anybody that listens to the show for you to buy it for your spouse. Um, it is a very, very in-depth uh, look into what it's like to be a spouse through law enforcement career. Uh, and Nicole has two sides because she was a sheriff's deputy and she was a spouse of a law enforcement officer. So, um, and uh, next episode, we're going to have her on because uh, she has been chomping at the bit to come on the show because some shit has happened at her former agency and she's just dying to talk about it um, because mm -hmm. she's just so aggravated. Um, I told her, I was like, it doesn't matter whether or not you're qualified or not for a promotion. It's how good those calluses on your knees are. Exactly. And that's, that's what I was getting to before. Yep. You're going to see it doesn't a lot matter. of people in high positions yep. that she, drink she the was, juice and she don't was livid, livid. She watched a, a sergeant of hers who was a fucking disaster, barely make it out of being a sergeant, just got promoted to lieutenant in less than a year. And uh, she talks about this person in her book, which is is what not to do when somebody's going through some mental struggles. Um, and she did a job, did a job you and I would never in a million years do, which is be that. in a jail. Um, With and savages. she worked in the in the male housing unit, and a lot of times in the mental health housing unit, where these people are really fucking out of their mind. Um, so I, I give her major props because I would never be able to do that. But it, it came at a cost because it really, really destroyed her mental health, especially while I was leaving the profession and how I was leaving the profession. Uh, a lot of things that I did not know that she was thinking and feeling. So when I read her book, uh, I was, I was, uh, you know, it hit home, definitely hit home. So look out for that. That'll be out soon. Um, and uh, we're going to do a promotion with that, too, where we're going to give out copies of that. So, uh, as always, you can reach me at nick at rollcallroom.com, mike at rollcallroom.com. Mike, any parting ways? Nope. Just uh, All safe. right. Great. Yep, That's exactly. fantastic. Um, okay. All right, folks. Be safe. Merry Christmas. Um, happy Hanukkah. Is Hanukkah over? I don't know. Okay. And if uh, just keep an eye out for our, um, you know, our stock option with this company that we're going to start, Equestrian Taser. Um, <laughs> I think we're onto something. I'm going to talk to Jeff. Let's let's talk to Jeff and see if maybe, you know, we can, we can do something. All right. We got to get him. He's got to be, you know, well, his fiance has got to be like, you know, directly. I think we should something. tase a horse. To show how powerful our taser is. All right, now here's a question. I think Peter would have a problem with that. <laughs> what? Okay, so what if we? What if you dress up? What if you and I dress up as a horse and they tase and us? Let Jeff tase us. Yeah. Who's the front and who's the back? Um, have you been tased before? Oh, multiple times. Yeah. So okay. So we both know how it feels. Yeah. Well, you're kind of bigger than I am, so I should be the front. You should be the back. All right. All right. Whatever. Right. And the right way, uh, being a former taser instructor, is you should be tased in the most medius part. So it's the back. Your Thank head. you, Mike, for following. Your head. Your head. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> All right, folks. Be safe. Have a great night. G. I am very tired. How tired are you? Very tired. I've been working a lot of overtime and it is making me very tired. You, my friend, need some sleep. No, I will sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> what I need is a good cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee. Freshly roasted gourmet coffee, you say? Yes. Do you know where I could get a cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee? I do. Where? The Roll Call Room Cafe. The Roll Call Room Cafe? The Roll Call Room Cafe. It's located at 17229 Wayside Drive in Dumfries, Virginia. 
The Roll Call Room Cafe uses only the finest premium gourmet beans, and unlike national chains, the Roll Call Room Cafe imports, roasts, grinds, and packages their coffee on site. Sounds delicious, Roland. It is. But Roland, I'm in Nebraska. No problem there. You can order their coffee online at www.rollcallroomcafe.com. Rollcallroomcafe.com? Rollcallroomcafe.com. 